Welcome to season two of the Ublong podcast by Faith Young Adults, where no matter who you are, where you're from, or what you've done, you belong. I'm your host, Braden Benvenuti. Let's get real. Welcome back to the You Belong podcast. My name is Brayden. Super pumped for this episode. Uh, I have a very special guest. Well, he is special, but not special <laughs> to you guys because he's been on here before. I take offense to that. Oh, there it is. Mm-hmm. You heard it. Mm-hmm. I think the people know, but who are you? Lance. Oh, my. <laughs> Lance Hamby, the man, the myth, the legend. I the don't myth, know if the I'm man, a myth the legend. or a legend. I don't know the order for that. The man, the myth, the legend. That's, it, that's the order. It. Lance Hamby, he's been on before. He's slowly working his way into being mm-hmm. the second host, really, of the Ublong podcast. I'm like the intern of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but Lance is the reason that this podcast looks so cool, sounds cool, um, and, and makes it happen for you guys to listen to it. So always super glad to have you on because you do so much work for it. I feel like you deserve to be on it. Hey, I'll take it. Exactly. Any chance I can get. For real. I'm here to serve. Come on. <laughs> Y'all couldn't see it, but he looked at me like that. <laughs> really? <I'm> very surprised. <laughs> I recently saw the Batman movie. Oh, my gosh. And I wore a bat. I have my Batman mask today. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And it really makes me feel powerful. <laughs> And I was playing the song. If you haven't seen Batman, I'm not going to ruin it for anybody. Um, but there's like a song that plays a lot. It's not really like the theme song or anything, but it's just in the movie a lot. It's your theme song. And now it is. <laughs> and there's like a scene where it's just like Batman's like riding his bike or his motorcycle or something, mm-hmm. whatever. And it's playing that song. It's just like super cool. Like just makes you feel something. And so now I, <laughs> after I, I saw it on Monday, all day Tuesday, I was playing the song on replay. Here's the difference, though, is that amazing. Batman, the song can play while he's riding his bike, and mm-hmm. it look very cinematic and yeah. movie-esque mm-hmm. and cool Yeah, because he's Batman. Mm-hmm. And then you have you in your RAV4 <laughs> driving down the road with your hood on, trying your best to embody Batman, and you look very offended. I don't see a, the difference. A, <laughs> <laughs> I don't see the difference. Because when I'm in my car, mm-hmm. I got my hood on, and mm-hmm. the music, mm-hmm. the song, that's what makes I mean, it's just, I am picturing myself. Mm-hmm. How and for reference, was. he the day after he saw the movie, all he did that next day was play mm-hmm. that song Correct. over and over. Probably at least and like... And over again. And the weather was working out in his favor because we went. (laughs) It was raining. We went to go get drinks for FYA. We Mm -hmm. were driving there and back, and both times he was playing the song, (laughs) and I was over it. It was it was a fun time. If you haven't seen Batman, the new Batman movie, go see it. Um, It's very cool. It's a very different type of hero movie, Mm -hmm. Uh, but I think everybody would enjoy it. Got this uh, this debate going around um, Mm. on TikTok. Mm. Um, If you're not on TikTok. And you're on Instagram, though, you might have seen it on Instagram Reels because there's kind of, yeah. you know, some uh, back and forth. Like, there's overlap between Instagram Reels and TikTok or whatever. But I've come across it many times, and I don't really remember where where it started. I feel like recently, like a week or two ago, 
I just started seeing videos about it. And it's this debate about the the question is, are there more wheels in the world yes. or more doors in the world? Wheels. And I'm going to agree with you, Lance. I think mm-hmm. there's more wheels. But it's pretty crazy. There's there's people who think there are more doors. And I'm mm-hmm. like... There's a psychological what? reasoning behind that. I don't know what it is. Somebody know. is psychoanalyzing all of us right now. But They're I don't know who us. started this. And like, how does this question come up? But it's and it just has gone viral. Like, what the heck? And for those understand. of you out there that think there are more doors in the world, let me educate you right quick. Okay, educate. <laughs> so think of there are more wheels. Every, Educated. Every one door for every one door, mm. there are three other wheels. Wait, did I say that correctly? <laughs> you got for one door. I, there are three wheels. How so? I mean, though? four wheels. You know four what I'm wheels. saying? Yeah, four. But I mean, so? like with the one wheel, there's three extra. So if you take one door, one wheel, with the wheels, there's three more. Why do you say that, though? Because. Like, what's your example? I failed at educating people. Yeah, you didn't. You didn't. Because (laughs) if you're using the example of a car, there's four doors on a car. That is true. But also, we were in the office just a minute ago. There was one door to go into our office. And we counted the wheels on on the youth's desks Mm -hmm. and the chairs. How many wheels were there? Also, Matt Rawson has a bunch of... Toy NASCAR cars. We just exposed So them. there was in the youth office slash young adult office, because that is my office as well, there was 84 wheels and two mm-hmm, doors. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. if you use that logic, there's definitely more wheels mm-hmm. than doors. Mm-hmm. But you never know, because then I've seen videos on TikTok of people like in the city, and they're just like filming all the sky- skyscrapers, and they're like, think about all the doors in this building. And that's their argument. But then I would be like, well, think about all mm-hmm. the chair the, in the those wheelie, offices. Yeah. The wheelie chairs in there. Mm-hmm. So, and the carts and stuff. Which there are a lot of doors, though, because think about one room. There's a door to get in the room, closet doors and all that. But mm-hmm. I still think there are more wheels. Mm-hmm. But it's crazy how this is taken. Like people it's keep true. making videos of like, oh, but what about this? And there's mm-hmm. people that thought there were more doors. And they're like, wait, what about this? And there's w- more wheels or vice versa. And there was a video of like, you know the the cargo ships with all the um the like the crates mm-hmm. like the big metal crates or whatever and they're like look at all those doors and I'm like well I still think there's more wheels yeah they're driving down the highway look at all those wheels but if you're driving down the highway all the cars have doors not well. all cars most cars either have two or four doors mm-hmm. but if it's limos a have well limos have four doors too they're just what about eighteen wheelers. I mean, you got the two doors and then eighteen wheels. the back two doors. Oh, yeah. You're <laughs> arguing for wheels. Yeah, yeah, yes. for sure. I, I mean, yeah, I'm on the side mm-hmm. of wheels. Um, so if you don't know what we're talking about, uh, maybe go on Instagram Reels, yep. go on TikTok and search it, and you're going to find videos about this debate, doors versus wheels. Mm-hmm. I think it's crazy how this has gone viral. But mm-hmm. if you think there's more doors in the world, um, you might need to, to reevaluate. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. reevaluate because mm-hmm. I think there are more more wheels for sure it's true there was this thing that some because when you think about like in a factory like an assembly line mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. has like a mm. bunch of wheels on it to like roll I felt the, the holy ghost on that <laughs> so i think there are more wheels but if you do know what we're talking about mm. then you're probably in this debate as well and you're like racking your brain of how many wheels and doors are in the world i'd just like to tell you me and lance both want to tell you mm-hmm. there are more wheels in the world thank you lord than doors mm-hmm but we didn't come here to talk about wheels and doors. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> Although that's a fun conversation. Today, though, 
Not much of a transition, but we're just going to get into it. Say it. We're going to be talking about sin. Dang, you just like mm. hit them. It was like, hit that fell hard. flat. Like yeah. it built up to just mm-hmm. sin. Sin. Oh my. <laughs> Are you Batman? No. But we're talking about sin, and we're talking about does sin really matter? Mm. Sin really a big deal? Mm. Um, because I think it is, but I think it's uh, sometimes just kind of glazed over, and people know it's bad, but they do it anyways, and they think nothing's happening. So mm. that's what we're talking about today. Talking about a sin is important. Does it really matter? And so Lance, define sin for us so that we know what we're talking about. Okay. What is sin? So I would define sin as Scripture defines sin, and essentially it is missing the mark. Mm. So God obviously has a – his expectation for us is to live godly lives mm-hmm. and to project and strive for righteousness, strive for holiness, strive for perfection. Obviously we'll never get there, but we should all strive to that. And anything that is outside of those boundaries and those lines would be defined as sin because it misses the mark. Mm-hmm. It is not an accurate representation of God's holiness and righteousness. Mm-hmm. I always like kind of using the like the history of the word. Most people have probably heard this, but if you haven't, the word sin comes from archery. Um, mm-hmm. And it's whenever the archer, you know, pull the arrow back, shoot the arrow, and if they miss the target, that's like sin, like it's mm-hmm. missing the mark. That's what you said, missing the mark. But that's where that term comes from mm-hmm. is it's an archery term. Yep. Sin is missing the mark. And so it's literally just they're aiming for this target or the bullseye yep. and they miss. And so that's the yep. same thing we're aiming for, you know, this for Jesus, really. That's what yep. our target is. Yep. And when we sin, we're missing like being like Jesus, like we're not being like him or right. missing the mark and so right. that the sin that term missing the mark all that that comes from archery which i think is kind of cool um but it's a pretty good picture of like knowing like what that looks like um because you know you can easily picture a bullseye in your head and mm-hmm. like an arrow missing that right and so it's just the same thing in life whenever you fall short whenever you mess up or whatever like you're just you're missing the mark just like an archer misses the bullseye type of thing So sin is just missing the mark. We're trying to be like Jesus. When we sin, we're missing the part about being Jesus, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, And so if you don't know what sin is, now you know Mm -hmm. what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, So the question, really, of the day is, does sin really matter? Mm. Um, And I think there's kind of two avenues to go about this because I think sin has a different effect on two groups of people. Uh, one group being people that are saved, you know, and are Christians, they have their faith in Jesus, and then people who mm-hmm. are not, you know, they're not Christians, they mm-hmm. don't have, um, they're not living for the Lord. Um, and so I think uh, for for the, the unsaved people, sin really matters, because like in the Bible, it says, mm-hmm. you know, the wages of sin mm-hmm. is death. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's the first part of yep. the verse. And then there's the second part, the free gift. But the free gift of God is eternal life right. through Christ Jesus our Lord. But for those who have not accepted the free gift, the wages of their sin is death. Mm-hmm. That's what they're going to get. Mm-hmm. And so to me, sin is a very big deal for people who are unbelievers. Mm-hmm. And us as believers should take that very, mm-hmm. like that should be weighty because we should want everybody who doesn't believe to believe so that they don't reap death Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and and mm -hmm. death is 
eternal mm-hmm. eternity separated from God mm-hmm. in hell. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what you get for your for mm-hmm. your sin. And so mm-hmm. I think sin is a very big deal right. for the people who who haven't placed their faith in God because they're right. gonna spend eternity from God. And that's super scary to think about. I think sometimes we avoid we avoid that thought right. because it's like we don't want to think about that obviously. But people who don't who aren't Christians and maybe they push that thought away or they don't believe it technically or they tell themselves they're not believing it. Sin is a really big deal because mm-hmm. it's sending them to hell mm-hmm. forever. They won't get another chance after they die. Mm-hmm. They will be separated from God forever and they're not gonna it's not gonna be a good picture. Mm-hmm. Um so I think it's really important and it's almost just as important for people who are saved, for Christians. Um, because I think sin does affect us. I don't think yeah. if we're if we are Christian, I don't think if we do sin, that doesn't take away our salvation. We have our mm-hmm. salvation. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's gonna have a lot of different effects on your life and we'll get into that. But Lance, mm-hmm. what what would you have to say about that? Do, like does sin really matter? Uh, yeah, for sure. So essentially, when we talk about sin and we talk about sin is a very unpopular word yeah. in church culture and outside of church culture. Mm-hmm. No one really likes to talk about it because everyone would like to assume that they are a decent human being and they're a decent person mm-hmm. by whose standards, particularly the world's. And so you would look at the issue of sin and say, well, I mean, I'm not a murderer. Mm-hmm. Like I've never murdered anybody. You know, I'm genuinely generally nice to people Mm -hmm. i try to be a good person like i try my best to help those that are in need like i'd give you the shirt off my back and by those standards you would pull back and be like you know i'm i'm fine like i'm i'm all right i'm a decent person Mm -hmm. and so now we get into this bigger conversation well what really defines it and us as sinners like where does this sin nature come from and i think it goes all the way back to the garden Mm -hmm. so obviously god being who he is in all of his righteousness and glory, God is a holy God. Emphasis on the holiness. Mm-hmm. So scripture would just, just define and describe God's holiness in a three-part. It would say, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Mm-hmm. One key thing, and we don't really have time to get into this, but one thing key thing to pick up from that is that, especially in scripture, when something like that is emphasized in a three, mm-hmm. it is the of the utmost importance. Mm-hmm. So when scripture defines God as holy, 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 it means he is the most holy, the most upright, the most righteous holiness. And so for God to be as holy as he is, he cannot look on sin. Well, what is sin? Like we said earlier, it means to miss the mark. Mm-hmm. So we go back to the garden where there was no sin. Adam and Eve, they're in the garden. The Bible says that God would walk with humanity in the cool of the day, walk with Adam and Eve in the cool of the day Mm -hmm. until they partook of a fruit that gave them the knowledge between good and evil, which essentially was them trying to take the place of God and they knew, not realizing that you could never take that place because Mm -hmm. he is too holy, even though there was no even sin on the earth. So sin enters the the picture, Mm -hmm. and now we're left with this identity crisis almost. So now we're all having to strive for this perfection and holiness that God, through the law and through his son Jesus, has taught us that you can never achieve it because even Isaiah would say, and he was one of the most holy and righteous men to have ever lived. Mm -hmm. Isaiah would say, God, even my best is filthy rags Mm -hmm. compared to your holiness. Fast forward to Jesus. 
Jesus is hanging on the cross. He looks up and he says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Because the Bible says that Jesus, God turned his back on his son because why? God cannot look upon sin. Mm -hmm. For him to look upon sin would make him sinful. Mm -hmm. So he has to turn away from sin. So when he turned his back on Jesus, he had to turn his back because his holiness could not see sin. So I think that we need to have an accurate representation and understanding of God's holiness, how it separates us and why it separates us but understanding the grace and the blood that Jesus has shed for us mm-hmm. that brings us back to this place to where we can be just as near and close to God as we once before before sin. Mm-hmm. That's the whole point of it. Yeah. And I think this is a really good scripture right here. For those of us that try to justify our sin and not really call it sin, but just try to say, hey, we're good people. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm... I'm a decent human being, like I'm good enough or whatever. Scripture would say otherwise because, like Isaiah said, even my best is filthy rags. First mm-hmm. John uh, chapter 1, verses 8 through 10 says, If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. If we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar. And the word is not in us. Mm. That's a very tough scripture to swallow. for real. (laughs) And for us to arrogantly in our humanity look at ourselves and say, I'm not not as bad as they are. Mm -hmm. Well, God measures sin on the same playing field. Mm -hmm. There's no sin greater than one other. Obviously, there are consequences to various other things because of the world that we live in. And Mm -hmm. we have different laws and structures of what humanity would describe as a greater sin than uh, than that but mm-hmm. on the on the same playing field God would say no sin is sin if you've missed the mark you've missed the mark mm-hmm. no matter what that mark was yeah so it's this constant need for repentance mm-hmm. so whenever you hear the word sin often you hear the word repentance added to it mm-hmm. so sin or you sin then you repent well what yeah. does repent mean to turn away from the thing that is causing you to miss the mark and mm-hmm. return to it no more yeah obviously sometimes we fail at that. Mm-hmm. There's grace for that, and there's hope for that, mm-hmm. which is obviously the hope that we all have. But the challenge would be being sinful in nature. We have to have this understanding that God is holy, which mm-hmm. separates us from sin. Jesus came ultimately to bridge that gap between us and God's holiness to bring us back to God's mercy, God's mm-hmm. faithfulness to us. And now, because of all that, we turn and we repent from our old wicked ways Mm -hmm. and we turn our eyes on him. Yeah, I think that's so good. That's a great picture of really the when sin entered to what happened when Jesus died on the cross. But um, that for those verses, though, are very I mean, it's tough to even just like read it ourselves, let Mm -hmm. alone like read it to somebody else or something. Um, But like I mentioned before, that sin matters to people who are unsaved, you know, who don't have a relationship with the Lord. They're going to end up in hell. But what I want to focus the rest of this, you know, podcast on is that Christians are people who have relationship with the Lord mm-hmm. um, and who are saved, who are going to heaven, but we obviously still struggle with sin. Mm-hmm. Um, and because I think a lot of people who maybe they're like, well, I'm saved. Why does, I mean, if I sin, yeah. it's not going to affect if I'm going to heaven. Why mm-hmm. does it matter? Um, and I think a lot of what you said is why it matters, because like if God turned his back on Jesus his only son. Like, what do you think is going to happen when you sin? Mm-hmm. Not saying that eternity is at stake, mm-hmm. but life here on earth is at stake mm-hmm. with how life goes, I think. I think sometimes our sin directly correlates to how th- 
things go sometimes. Not all the time. I don't think mm-hmm. that, you know, if you sin, you're like, you're going to get sick or something. Like, I don't think yeah. that's always the but case. But sin or, has consequences. Yeah, but I think there are, life can get difficult. Life yeah. can be, there can be consequences and effects when you are sinning and unrepentant. You if know what's th- there's more dangerous? What? Is that all that is very true. What's even more dangerous is that life can be deceptively good mm. in mm-hmm. your sin. Yeah. And you think you're having mm-hmm. a great time or you think you're, yeah. And it's really a tactic it's of just the enemy. The more and more you do it, the further away you're getting from God. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, you know, the question does sin really matter? But then why should we not sin if we're Christians? Why should Christians not sin if we're already going to heaven? Like, what's what's the point? And to me, I I think, like I said, it, it we're a Christian, we're going to heaven. But if you're sinning, each time you sin, you're getting, you're putting yourself far away from God. You're not going to be close to God if you're sinning. Mm-hmm. And so, but once you repent and once once you get your heart right, once you renew your mind, like it says in the scripture, every day should be mm-hmm. filled with repentance and filled with renewing of our mind. Mm-hmm. And so, once you do that, I feel like now we're, you know, you're in a a healthy spot with your relationship with the Lord, but mm-hmm. then we sin again, you know, that's going to affect it. But I think if we have the repentant and the renewing mind, mm-hmm. that's what keeps us moving forward in our relationship with yeah. the Lord. But I think sin, it definitely has an effect. So mm-hmm. don't ever think that, oh, I'm sinning, it, whatever, this doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Because it does matter. And it might not feel like it matters in the moment, but later I think you will find those effects. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you could sin and it could have, you wouldn't see the effect until years later. Mm-hmm. Other times I think if you sin, you might see the effect mm-hmm. right in the moment or days later. Um, for me, I feel like I've, um, the last kind of like few days been in a a weird like place, you know, like I, whenever I fall into sin and, and fall into temptation for mm-hmm. like more than just once, like it, a few times in a row or something, mm-hmm. I can tell because it affects my attitude. It mm-hmm. affects my relationships with people. It affects the way I, I talk to people. Um, it just, it puts me in like a, a rut. Like, and it's, mm-hmm. I'm like, why am I getting mad so easily mm-hmm. at this? Or why am I getting mad at this person? Like, why am yeah. I talking like this to this person? Or why am I doing this again? And I think whenever you are in sin and you're not repenting, you know, for whatever time, like it's going to have an effect whether you think it or not. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's, if you can see that, great, now repent. Mm -hmm. But I think if you keep letting that go, you're just going to become more and more further away from what God wants you to be. And you're going to become like, I mean, if I went on sinning without repenting for weeks and weeks and months and years, like Mm -hmm. what am I doing? Like I'm going to become a terrible person probably because it's it's going to keep affecting my attitude affect how I talk to people affect I'm going to burn relationships probably and like now I'm in a completely different space in life and mm-hmm. so I think if you if you think that a sin doesn't have an effect you're wrong mm. if it's not if you don't feel the effect right away you will later mm-hmm. and if the other case is you will feel it. <laughs> you will mm-hmm. feel the effects right then. But I think um, that it's there's a lot of negative um, that sometimes is unseen that is happening, and others can see it in you mm-hmm. if you are sinning. And so I would say that um, if you feel like oh this whatever sin you know you're you're struggling with whatever mm-hmm. it is, like if I do this one time, it's not gonna 
it won't do anything, but um, it definitely will. It mm-hmm. will put you further away from God. It, it will mm-hmm. get you out of, um, you know, what you're supposed to be doing. And I think, like, it's going to be tough for God to, like, do something in you if you're sinning against yeah. him and he's going he's gonna to turn away from you. Yeah. Um, any thoughts on? Oh, yeah, for sure. So, anything I, mean, I just said. Obviously, like, being a Christian, you are not void of temptation. You are not void no. from your sinful nature. And I think that, you know, for the for the person of faith, um, that might even would very shockingly even go as far as to say, like, yeah, I'm sinning, but, I mean, grace covers it. Hmm. Paul would, in Scripture would say, should we sin so that grace may abound? Yes, grace does cover it, but should we continue in our sin? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Let's go back to the root. So let's, and I never want to go as far as to like say, you know, like come across as I'm judging somebody by their own salvation. Mm-hmm. But if that is your mindset, I would judge or I would question, not mm-hmm. necessarily, I don't want to say judge, I would question where did your faith originate? Mm-hmm. Are you just trying to get in the door? Because if so, you've missed the whole point. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times as Christians, and this could be a whole other episode, is that we tend to take certain attributes of God's character, and that's all we ever focus on. Mm-hmm. And so for somebody that is just trying to just like, I guess, get in the door, like they're just trying to check off the task mark mm-hmm. or whatever, but that's all they know about God, then they miss God. Mm-hmm. They miss the whole point. Should we sin so that grace may abound? No. But as I continue on in my journey towards repentance and I strive for righteousness, I learn so much more about God that causes me or makes me or encourages me to not want to continue in my own sinful nature. Mm-hmm. So my question will be to somebody that says, yes, grace covers it. That's true. But what else about God do you know to be true? Mm. Where does your where does your thought process align when you when you think of God? What's the first few things that pops into your head? Mm-hmm. Who is God to you? Because if God is just like this judge and ruler up in heaven that is holding a hammer over your head, waiting mm-hmm. for you to miss the mark to just slap you on the head and then send you to an eternity in hell, you've missed grace. Mm-hmm. You've missed mercy. You don't understand the whole person of God. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we forget that God is as personal as he is holy. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So, yes, God is holy and cannot look upon sin, but in our journey towards repentance, we learn that God is he's, he's faithful, he's kind, he's a, he's a friend, mm-hmm. he's a father, he's, he's so many more things than what we've, that our human knowledge can understand. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's hard to, to keep that in mind. Yeah. And even therefore, like you said, because I do, I do the same thing too, I think we all do this, is that when we continue in a pattern of sin that we've tried to turn and repent from, mm-hmm. And it affects our attitudes. It, it affects how we're talking to people. It affects our everyday lives mm-hmm. in a sense of like, what that is, is it's shame mm-hmm. and it's guilt. And shame and guilt is different from conviction. Mm-hmm. Shame and guilt is from the enemy. Conviction yeah. is from the Holy Spirit. Conviction says you missed the mark, now turn and repent and, mm-hmm. go, and draw closer to your God as he draws closer to you. Yeah. Shame and guilt says you missed the mark, now you're even more separated from God. Yeah. And you Truth, get further away. You get further yeah. away, which truthfully, that is the most heretical teaching that you could ever convince yourself of is because mm-hmm. God is as near to you now as he was then. Because mm-hmm. your sin does not surprise God because of his foreknowledge of us and mm-hmm. how and what he created how he created us and our wiring and our innate sinful nature. God understands 
your humanity. Mm-hmm. Why? Because ultimately he became humanity. He mm-hmm. took on flesh. Though he never sinned, he understands the weight of sin in human flesh, which is why he bore it on the cross and he ultimately died to sacrifice himself so that we can now overcome this sinful nature. There's another scripture. Let me see if I can find it right here. Let me pull it up. We go back to Genesis. We're at Cain and Abel right here. Um, for those of you that have been in church for a while, you know the story of Cain and Abel. They're brothers. One, they both um, are required to bring sacrifices to God. One brings a good sacrifice. One brings a not good sacrifice. God mm-hmm. would describe define that as uh, one brought his best. The other brought his second best. And whenever we come to God, we always bring our first fruits, as Proverbs would say. We bring mm-hmm. our absolute best. That's why we give not just our finances, we give our time, we give our, our energy. All of us, our, our very best belongs to God. So we're looking at the story of Cain and Abel, and it says in Genesis chapter 4, verses 4 through 7, it says, And Abel also brought an offering, fat portions from some of the firstborn of his flock. The Lord looked with favor on Abel and his offering, but on Cain... And his offering, he did not look with favor. So Cain was very angry, and his face was downcast. Check this out. This is so good. Then the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry? Why is your face downcast? If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. Listen to this. If you don't hear anything else, this is what you need to hear. It desires to have you, but you must rule over it. Mm. That is so powerful. Mm. When God tells you, Hey, you rule over your sin Mm -hmm. because it is your sin nature and your humanity. You have the free will and free choice to choose whichever path you want to take. It's either my way or your way. Mm -hmm. Choose because sin is crouching at your door. So we have the power through him, through God, through Jesus to overcome our sin and our temptation. So when we're in a pattern of sin that we just can't seem to get out of, Mm -hmm. the Lord is asking the same question to us. Why are you downcast? Why are you so angry? Sin is crouching at your door. Rule over it. Take authority in Jesus' name and rule over your sin Mm. and get to a better place to where now you can experience the freedom and the grace and the mercy that God has given us through his son. That's so good. Wow. Hit him with it right there. (laughs) I love it. Something you said um, that I want to hit on was... Some people think that God, you know, is the the ruler and the judge only, and he's got the hammer, you know, just waiting to to hit you when you mess up. And they're missing the grace. The people that that think that about God just being the judge and the ruler, they're missing the grace and the mercy Mm -hmm. of him, like you said. But I think there's also the vice versa. There's the people that think God is only the grace, the love, and the mercy. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm just going to keep messing up. God loves me. He accepts me, Mm -hmm. which is true. But God is also just, and he's also the judge and the ruler so there's the people that think they can just continue to sin no matter what because god is just he's loving Mm -hmm. he's accepting he's grace and what's wrong about that though is that that's going to end up just that's going to put you further away from god Mm -hmm. if you just think you can just keep sinning and that the grace is there but like you said like paul said we can't just abuse grace Mm -hmm. we can't just think that oh we're just going to keep sinning and that's going to we're going to be okay um, so I think we have to have the right picture that God is not only love, mercy, and grace. He's also a judge and a ruler, mm-hmm. and, and he's just. But then you can't be on the side of God is angry and a judge, and he's going to make sinners in the hands of an angry. Be dog. angry if I'm if I sin, and I think. Um, but he's also the grace and the mercy. Mm-hmm. You got to 
and so this makes me think of um, a scripture that I want to share because I think for the people who think he's just mercy, love, grace, they haven't read a lot of scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's crazy is that a lot of people think God was just the angry judge ruler in the Old Testament. Mm. Um, but I would say that's not the case. There's mm. things that happened in the New Testament mm-hmm. as well um, after Jesus <laughs> had had died. Mm-hmm. So there's a scripture in Acts, um, very crazy story, that I think the people who think God is just this loving person with no, you know, judgment or or being just holiness. They should yeah. they should read this and be yeah. like, wait, oh, there's more to God. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's in Acts chapter five, um, verses one through eleven. So it's kind of a little story. It's a little long, but I want to read it. Um, read it all. So it's about Ananias and Sapphira, um, this husband and wife um, in the in the New Testament in the Acts. And so it says, but there was a certain man named Ananias who, with his wife Sapphira, sold some property. He bought part of he brought part of the money to the apostles, claiming it was the full amount. Mm. With his wife's consent, he kept the rest. Mm. Then Peter said, Ananias, why have you let Satan fill your heart? You mm. lied to the Holy Spirit, and you kept some of the money for yourself. Mm. The property was yours to sell or not sell, mm. as you wished. And after selling it, the money was also yours to give away. How could you do a thing like this? You weren't lying to us, but to God. Wow. As soon as Ananias heard these words, he fell to the floor and died. Everyone who heard about it was terrified. Verse 6, Then some young men got up, wrapped him in a sheet, and took him out and buried him. About three hours later, his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. Peter asked her, Was this the price you and your husband received for your land? Yes, she replied. That was the price. And Peter said, How could the two of you even think of conspiring to test the spirit of the Lord like this? The young men who buried your husband are just outside the door, and they will carry you out too. Mm. Instantly, she fell to the floor and died. When the young men came in and saw that she was dead, they carried her out and buried her beside her husband. Mm. Great fear gripped the entire church and everyone else who heard what had happened. Mm. That's scary. That is scary. (laughs) So things like this, people are always thinking that, um, you know, God killed lots of people. He, He was, he told people to, to go to war with these people and kill these people and they're like mm-hmm. how could God do this um, and they think that God was that type of God only in the Old Testament mm-hmm. um, well I would think well this is the New Testament mm-hmm. and something similar just happened mm-hmm. um, and so Ananias and Sapphira they, they sell this land they get all this money and they give it to the church claiming this is all the prophet mm-hmm. and they kept some and so they were lying to the church they were lying to the people that were asking them they were lying to Peter so I think a lot of people are like, well, they're just lying to people. I think um, there's people listening. They just they think they're sinning against other people. They think they're doing this or that, wronging just another human. Um, but I think what we can see is Ananias and Sapphira were wronging Peter. They were wronging the people by lying about how much mm-hmm. money they got and how much they were giving. But we find out also that was sinning against God as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, whenever we sin... We're not just sinning, you know, against other people. We're not just lying to other people. We're not, um, you know, treating other people wrong. We're not uh, whatever it is. We're, it's not going just against other people, but whatever you do is against God as well. It's sinning against God. Mm-hmm. And so something, you know, that comes comes up, I feel like, with this story is like everybody asks, why would they die? Why why do they mm-hmm. die? And But 
question that should be being asked is mm-hmm. why do we remain alive? Mm-hmm. Because we're just as sinful as Ananias mm, and Sapphira. That's good. Um, we've lied. We may have done not done that specific thing, but mm-hmm. like you said, sin is sin. We, we're missing the mark, and so it shouldn't be, why would they don't deserve to die? Mm-hmm. How could God do that? Mm-hmm. We all sinned. We all deserve mm-hmm. to die. And so the question isn't, why did they die? The question is, why should we remain alive? You're also missing part of the context. Part of the deception of the enemy is to make you ask that very question. Mm-hmm. Why would God kill them over that? But you forgot, just as you said it was Paul or Peter. Peter. It was Peter. Peter had just told them, you had a choice. Mm. God gave you a choice. Mm -hmm. You can either keep your land Mm -hmm. as you wish, or you can sell it and give what you profit. So God gave them a choice, but their own deception from the enemy, because Peter even called it out. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, he said by the consent of his wife, they kept some of the prophets. Mm -hmm. Here's here's a key thing that that we need to understand. Mm Mm-hmm easy to look at the wife and say how could you deceive your husband that mm, way yeah scripture would say that our war is not with flesh and blood mm. flesh and blood mm-hmm. but with powers and principalities that are against us mm-hmm. so what peter was saying is that you didn't fall just to the deception like you it wasn't the deception of your wife it was the deception of the enemy but mm. well, that's why he said why did yeah. you allow satan mm-hmm. he didn't call out the wife; he called out satan satan deceived you yeah mm-hmm. your war is not with her your war is with satan yeah just as jesus did when he was being crucified and peter um, he was standing with Peter, and uh, Peter said, you know, I will never deny you, Lord. Mm-hmm. Never will I ever deny you. And Jesus looked at him and said, get thee behind me, Satan. Mm-hmm. Jesus was mm-hmm. calling out Satan because yeah. he understood that the war was not with Peter. It mm-hmm. was with the deception of Satan. Yeah. So God gives you, uh, you and I this choice just as he gave them. Mm-hmm. You can either choose to do it my way or you can choose to do it your way mm-hmm. either way there are consequences one is good one is your definition of bad and mm-hmm. one brings you closer to glory one separates you mm-hmm. from glory because god cannot look upon sin yeah. which is what we've discovered mm-hmm. but by the deception of the enemy he gives you another ultimatum mm-hmm. and then tries to help you justify you thinking that you're going to get some of this and also mm-hmm. get to keep some of this yeah. no it's either this or that. Mm-hmm. You either do it this way or you do it that way, and the wages of your sin is death. Yeah. And it says a lot of people were gripped with fear, mm, yeah. but they forget the wages of sin and death is not just to the people that are just outright sinners. That's mm-hmm. you too. Yeah. Because death came upon Adam and Eve because of their temptation to sin, which mm-hmm. cursed all of humanity. So whether you like it or not, you and I will one day leave this earth. Yeah. Why do we die? Because of sin. Mm-hmm. Sin brings us to death. On the other side of that death starts an eternal eternal life mm-hmm. of wherever you will wind up. Yeah, yeah, that's so good. I think that last verse I was going to highlight again too, the great fear gripped the entire church and everyone else who heard that, what had happened. I think we need to we need to take that verse and we yeah. need to really sit on that. Um, listeners, like read the scripture, meditate on that. This is a, it's like, it's almost like a warning. Like we should have a fear a, a healthy fear, fear yeah. yeah, healthy, a holy fear of God mm-hmm. because of his power. Because we just see not one, but two people who sinned against others, ultimately was sinning against God, and instantly died. Mm. And this is in the New Testament. This isn't the Old Testament God and mm-hmm. back in, in Genesis and all right. that. Like, this happened after Jesus died. And so I'm not mm-hmm. saying if you go sin, you're going to die. No. But I don't know. I mean, right. God has the power to do anything. He knows your days. And so we should have the fear, not of like, oh my goodness, I, I'm so scared of God, but mm-hmm. it's a healthy fear of like, 
God is all powerful. Mm. I don't want to sin against mm-hmm. him because of how amazing and great mm-hmm. he is. Like there's no telling what he could do. Like he has so much power more than us. And it's like it's it's a good fear. It's it's mm-hmm. gonna keep us the health the healthy part of the fear, you know, because some people healthy fear, what does that mean? Is because if we're just fearful, mm-hmm. it's just going to make us cower and not just God not like. want to do anything. Mm-hmm. But a healthy fear, a holy fear, a reverent fear, is going to keep us from sinning against right. God. It's going to ultimately bring us closer mm-hmm. to God. Just a fear in general is probably going to get you further away because you're scared. You want to get away. But a healthy fear is it's going to make you love God more. It's going to mm-hmm. make you want to honor him, respect him more when you and be under- closer yeah when yeah. you understand the full grace that he has given mm-hmm. us in humanity yeah for sure and we've said this already but when we're sinning against other people when we're just sinning whenever you think it's not going against god it is mm-hmm. and in leviticus chapter 6 verse 2 it says if anyone sins and is unfaithful to the lord by deceiving a neighbor about something entrusted to them or left in their care or about something stolen or if they cheat their neighbor. And it goes on, but I just want to highlight this beginning. It's saying if anyone sins and is unfaithful to the Lord, mm. and then it says by deceiving. So obviously we see the sin, somebody's deceiving a neighbor about something entrusted or they care, stolen, whatever. It's deceiving a neighbor, so it's human against human, but it, we're all, it the ultimate thing mm-hmm. is we're sinning against God. Mm-hmm. And so we see that right here in this verse, that whenever you think that it's just you're lying to that person, or you're, you know, you're stealing from that person, mm-hmm. or you're gossiping about that person. You're lying to God. Mm-hmm. You're stealing from God, and you're gossiping about mm-hmm. God because that person was made in God's image. That's exactly right. And so, nail on the head. Everyone is made in God's image, and so anytime we're sinning, mm-hmm. we're sinning against God as well. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what brings us back to we should have the healthy fear of God because that's going to keep us from sinning more against one another because we know ultimately. It doesn't end with that person. It ends with God, and there's no telling what God's going to do. Mm-hmm. That I, I, I love that because it brings this awareness of yourself and your surroundings. When you look, when you do, when I don't look at you as Braden, but you are Braden made in God's image, mm-hmm. what I do to you reflects my honor and reverence to who God is. Mm-hmm. Me harming you harms God. Why? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you were made directly in his image. Wow. Yeah. The awareness of that. That mm-hmm. makes you look at humanity so much differently than you ever have before. Because you might hurt somebody, and you might think it's just horizontal. Mm-hmm. But it, it's horizontal and vertical. Yeah. Because of that person, whether you like them or not, whether they sin, whether they sin greatly against you or not, they're made in the image and likeness of Christ. And you have to look at Jesus, too. We might look at somebody... And say, oh my God, they sin so greatly against me. Well, you sin so greatly against God that ultimately put him on a cross. Mm. Our sin put him there. Mm-hmm. So now you look at the same grace and measure and you give that to that person. Turn the other cheek. That's a big saying, you mm, know, or whatever. Yeah. What does it really mean? It means to look at it in a way is that even when they were nailing him to a cross, he still died mm. for the sake of their sin yeah. so that they could be made right with God. Mm-hmm. The Bible also says to the extent that you show mercy— to the extent that you show grace, mercy and grace will be added unto you. Mm. I don't know about you, but I need a lot of grace. Yeah. I need a lot of mercy. So I want to have this awareness of myself that I extend grace and I extend mercy because ultimately God gave it first to me, and now it's my responsibility to give it to everybody else. Mm-hmm. That's so good. Um, 
we're running out of time and so it's time for some final thoughts mm. of the podcast so um i got something and lance i'll let you have the final word uh-huh. in this podcast so one thing i want to leave you guys with this this is my final thought this is a thing that you're going to last here <laughs> from this podcast the story of ananias and sapphira they did not have the healthy fear of the lord that they needed they thought they could deceive the people and keep some of the money that they made from the church and act like they were giving it all and they thought they could hide that from god mm-hmm. you cannot hide your sin from god and i think a lot of people think sin's not that great because they can hide it from people they can hide it from god and they think if i can hide it then it's not that big a deal nobody's gonna know god knows everything you cannot hide your sin from god and eventually it'll come to the light whether you like it or not and for ananias and sapphira their sin that they thought they could hide came into the light and so i think we need to have the healthy fear of the lord and we need to realize that sin Mm -hmm. does matter sin is a very powerful thing that can keep you away from god and it can put you further away from god and so the next time that you're thinking you're going to get away with a sin or you think it's just very minute it's not going to make a big deal that one time might not be a big deal but the next time we'll build on that the next time we'll build on that mm-hmm. and it becomes very very large um and so that's that's what i want to leave you with sin it does matter even if you even if you are a christian you're going to heaven that's not all that matters is it but it matters now if like what's your relationship with god look like now sin can can definitely put a barrier between you and God, and so sin sin matters. Mm-hmm. I want to leave you guys with a scripture, Mark chapter 7, uh, verses 20 through 23. I really have just two small things that I mm-hmm. want to leave you guys with. Uh, Mark chapter 7, verse 20, it says, He went on and said, What comes out of a person is what defiles them, for it is from within, out of a person's heart, that evil thoughts come, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, lewdness, envy, slander, arrogance, and folly. All these evils come from inside and defile a person. You might be quick to read that and think, oh, you know, it means something totally the, the, what I'm about, I'm about to say, but this is the importance of analyzing the text of Scripture and mm-hmm. reading more in between the lines. It's ultimately God is saying, you put me in, me will come out. Mm-hmm. What goes in your heart is what will come out. You put evil things inside of your soul, Evil things out will come out out from your soul. Mm-hmm. You put the word, you put his grace, you put his mercy, you under everything that is related to God is if that's what it goes in you, ultimately that is what will shine out of you. So God is just issuing this challenge is that be aware, be cautious, be on guard. The scriptures would also say what goes in is what comes out. If you have been alive long enough on this earth, you have heard a parent, guardian, teacher, somebody say your eyes and ears are the windows to your soul. Mm-hmm. That is so true because what I see reflects then what I do. Mm -hmm. What I hear reflects what I say. So what am I seeing? Am I hearing? I'm seeing God in a new light. I see his goodness. I see his faithfulness. I see his work within me. I see his work in humanity. I see people in the image and likeness of God. I see his grace and I see his, I see, I see it all. Mm -hmm. So I see it. Now I extend it. And now I'm becoming more like God and I'm drawing closer to God as he's drawing closer to me. What am I hearing? I'm hearing the word. The Bible would also say is to to be not just hearers of the word, but doers of the word. So as you hear it, then do it. Mm-hmm. As God commands it, then do it. As God extends it, you extend it. That's the challenge for all of us. And the next thing I want to leave you guys with is I want to go back to Genesis. 
talking about Cain and Abel, because I think this is so important. Obviously, God is talking directly to Cain, but there is still some wisdom that we can take from this. And I want to leave you with this last part. When he told Cain, he said, Why are you angry? Why is your face downcast? If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you. But you, emphasis on you, you must rule over it. Mm. So the challenge that I want to leave you guys with is that sin is crouching at each one of our doors. Mm -hmm. Rule over it. Mm. That's so good. That's all the time we have um, today. Lance, thank you so much for being on again. I always love talking about these things. Um, I feel like you have a lot to share um, when it comes to the Bible, when it Appreciate comes to, it. to faith. And so I think um, this was great. Sin, man, it's tough. We're all f- trying to figure it out. So Lance, thank you so much for your time. Yes, sir. Uh, listeners, thank you so much. Um, share it on your social media. Um, share it to people. Um, hopefully this was challenging. Hopefully it really helped you. Um, with your walk with Christ. That's all we got. Peace out, people. Peace.